Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. Um, this is going to be part five of this series. And uh, if you missed any of the other messages, feel free to go back to uh, citylights.church or you can uh, uh, um, subscribe to our podcast and you can catch up on those. So I'm not going to do a full review today, um, but I just want to mention that uh, to you. Um, let's go to Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse 22 through 24. It says this. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, last week I preached a message called Out With The Old and we talked all about how to take off that old nature. You're, you're, we, we, the Bible instructs us to take off the old nature, okay? There's an intentional act of removing the old nature, an intentional act of putting on the new nature, okay? And we just gave some practical examples of that last week. Now, I'm gonna have Ben come up here. This, is, this was the illustration we gave for the old nature, the old man, all right? He's got, he's got the weighted vest on. I don't know if I explained that last week. This is a weighted vest. It's not a bulletproof vest, although it possibly could stop a bullet. I don't know. Let's try it with you wearing it. One, two, three, go. Yeah. He's got the, and then we added this this week. He's got the, the weights on his legs as well. Okay. This is what it looks like to be held down and encumbered by the old sinful nature or shame or guilt or regret, right? We talked about that here in the ministry time a little bit. Listen, God doesn't want this on you, okay? All right, stay here. I wanna pick on you just a little bit. Okay, John 10.10 says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full, okay? Do you think that this person is gonna have life to the full and be able to move the way God wants them to move with all this stuff hanging on them? Okay, and many Christians, they live like this. This is their normal. Their normal is living, you know, I give my life to Jesus, but the old sin nature's hanging on, guilt, shame, condemnation, those things are still hanging on. Listen, God wants you free so that you could follow him and you can chase after him, amen? Okay, so um, the title of my message this week is gonna be called In With the new, okay? We're gonna talk about how to put on the new nature. Last week was how to take off the old nature. If you missed that, go listen to it. And I'm gonna have Evan come up now. This is the new nature, okay? This is putting on Christ. So we wanna take off the old man. This is the weighted vest, holds you back. Now this is an ultra mountain running vest here, okay? This is designed to be lightweight, it's designed to hold the water that you need, snacks right here. You don't even have to like take it off to get to your snacks. You can get to hats and gloves and everything, right? It's, it's, this is designed for you to go fast and far, okay? Listen, in Jesus, when you put Jesus on, the design, God's design is you would run your race fast and far, okay? His design is not that you would be encumbered and held down by the weight of sin, shame, guilt, and condemnation, okay? Uh, have, I'll have you stand up, Ben. Um, this should be like part of job descriptions for people who work at the church. Like, you're going to have to be a prop person as well, <laughs> Pastor Kurt's messages. <clears throat> so, so listen, if these guys were to go up to like 12,000 feet and do a 20-mile hike or run, like, 
Who's going to do better here? Right? I hope. I hope. Either, or you're really out of shape. <laughs> He's going to do better because he has provision. He has water here. He has snacks. He's got his jacket if he needs it. He's got his hat and gloves. He's going to be able to move. This is just weight. This is just going to hold you down. This is, you're going to get thirsty. You're going to get tired. You're going to get cold. Whatever. And you're going to get encumbered by the things that are hanging on you. Okay. So thank you, guys. You can, you, can, you can leave these on the chairs to serve as our living reminder. We want to put on Jesus. Let's, let's uh, here, let's lean it up. So, okay, cool. You're good. All right. It says in Ephesians 4, by the way, I see Rocky and Lenny, you're here today. Welcome to our church. Um, this, these guys are the worship leaders over at Christ Community. And so give these guys a hand. They're amazing. And uh, we won't call you out every time you come, but they're amazing. We love them. We have a good relationship with that church. And I want to I give you credit for something recently that happened, though. Um, you know, as you all know, Matt and Jory left and went to Bethel for a season. And we were, like, kind of struggling to find enough drummers in our church to fill all um, the, the spots. Well, Greg had reached out to Rocky and asked, like, hey, do you have any drummers that we could borrow? And Rocky sent out an email and said, hey, if any of you are willing and want to drum SE Lights, um, you know, go ahead and do that. And, and we actually got a few people that said they were willing to do it. So thank you guys for your help there. Really appreciate that. That was one thing that was stressing us out. So, all right. What's that? Yeah, and thank you, Josh Pepler, for being that guy um, here almost every week. So Josh has been doing amazing. Okay, so um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse, uh, verses 24, it says, Put on the new self, okay? Put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This is so you would be equipped for every good work to run the race that God has before you, okay? You, I just want to kind of intro with this. You have been created to be like God. It says here, Ephesians 4.24, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's who God's created you to be, okay? This idea of being like God, is, it's not something um, new. In fact, um, if you read your Bible in Genesis chapter 1, God, God, and in the Bible, makes a huge distinction between, um, between all other plants, animals, um, things of those nature and humans, okay? When it, when it talks about plants and animals, it says, and, and birds, fish, all that stuff, it says that they, were to, they are to reproduce according to their kinds, okay? They're to reproduce according to their kinds, um, let them reproduce. And then in, in Genesis 1.26, God says, God says this about man. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Okay, huge shift. There's a huge shift. And um, so you were created to be like God. You were created to resemble your father, you were created to have the attributes of God. You were created to be like Jesus, okay? God is spirit, and our, our spirit is supposed to resemble, our life is supposed to resemble the nature and the character of Jesus, okay? Uh, Romans, chapter, um, Romans chapter 8, 29, it says this, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, Okay, God has predetermined that you would be conformed to the image of his son. Like when you gave your life to Jesus, God already had a plan in place for you. He's like, 
my plan for you is to be conformed to the image of my son. I want you to look like Jesus. This is like, the, should be the goal of every Christian, really. To be like Jesus, to act like Jesus, to be connected to the Father, be led by the Spirit, right? That should be the goal of every Christian. Okay, why did God do this? He did this so that Jesus would, would God would invite us into a family. We'd be one of many brothers and sisters in the family of God, all right? They all bear the resemblance of our Father. God predetermined this beforehand. You are destined to look like Jesus. And I want to say this this morning. You're destined to look like Jesus, and this is the real you. That's the real you, okay? Um, sometimes um, I, hear, I hear people say things like this. Like, I, I remember talking to someone, and they were like, talking about the body of Christ. And they're like, yeah, I'm part of the body of Christ, and, but I'm like the toe jam under the toe, you know? I'm part of the, part of the body of Christ. It's like, okay, you have a really high view of yourself here, you know? <laughs> Or you talk to other people and they're like, yeah, I'm going to get into heaven, but I'm just going to squeeze in the back door and maybe there's a place for me just to get in, you know, not front row seat or anything like that. Listen, God has not called us to be like that. He hasn't called us to squeeze in the back door. He hasn't called any of us to be the toe jam, right? We're part of the body of Christ. He wants us to understand what the blood of Jesus did for us that we could come boldly before God, boldly before the throne of grace, Right? Just come before him, Papa, we, I love you. Thank you if you accepted me. Shame, guilt, condemnation, sin, it's fallen off, amen? Okay, so this is the, this is the real you, okay? And you know, I talked about this last week. This is one of my um, how-tos to take off the old man. But one of the how-tos is to deny ourselves, deny the old nature. And it's not exciting preaching or shouting preaching, but it's true. Like sometimes you just have to say, that thing that I think is cool or I want to do, I, should, I just need to die, deny myself, right? Just don't do that thing. Um, deny yourself. Sometimes it's, it's okay to deny yourself. But this is what makes denying yourself bearable, is that you know that the real you wasn't created to do that. The real you was created to be like our Father, like Jesus, to bear his resemblance. So when you're denying yourself, you're not really denying who God created you to be. You're denying the, the lustful desires of the sinful nature, Okay, and that's not what you were made for anyway. You were made to walk with God. Okay, so how do we put on Christ? How do we put on the new self? How do we put on the self that's equipped for every good work to run with Jesus? We're gonna talk about that today. Okay, um, we're gonna start in Colossians uh, chapter uh, three. We're gonna read one, one through four here. Okay, it says this. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. By the way, this is the Passion Translation. I'm kind of geeking out on the Passion Translation. It's, it's, so you're going to see it mixed in here and there. Okay, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we all yearn for all that is above. For that is where Christ sits, enthroned at a place of power and honor and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God and Christ. Okay? This is the real you. Your, your true life is hidden away in God and Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. Okay? So here's a, there's a principle here. What you behold is what you become. When Christ is seen for who he really is, guess what? Guess who you're going to find? You're going to find yourself. Right? You're going to find who you were always created to be when you get a revelation of Jesus. 
Because we're in Christ and Christ is in God. Amen? The real you is hidden with Christ in God. Okay? So my, my encouragement to you today, encouragement is this. Make God your highest priority. Make God your highest focus. Like God doesn't mind us having other things. He doesn't mind us having money. He doesn't mind us having toys. He doesn't mind us having, th- he doesn't, but he doesn't want those things to have us. Right? He doesn't mind you having money. He minds money having you. Right? He wants to be our Lord. So don't let anything else have lordship in your life. Make God your highest priority and make him your focus. And as Jesus is revealed, what you behold is what you become because you're going to realize who you've been created to be all along. Amen? Okay? Because we are predetermined by God to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That's who God's called you to be. We have a lot of people, a lot of people running around the world. They're trying to find themselves. i got to find myself, you know? And they go on some, some trip or something like that, something's some journey of self-discovery. Listen, you want to find yourself? It's in the person of Jesus. That's where you're going to find the real you. Amen? <clears throat> because our life is hidden with Christ and God. The superior, ple- there's world ha- the world has pleasure, right? And God's not against all forms of pleasure. He's against sinful pleasure. But the superior pleasure of the gospel is that we have been woven together with Christ in God. Okay? And this is, it's a bit um, abstract to kind of say that, but listen, I want God to make that concrete to us today, that we've been woven together with Christ in God. And there's this mystical union between us and God that we're connected and we're one, right? And that is the superior pleasure of the gospel. So listen, I, wanna, I just want to say this. You didn't evolve from an amoeba to be on par with the swamp scum that's in your you know, pond in your backyard, Okay. If you evolve from, you know, from an amoeba, you're no better than the swamp scum in your backyard. But God, listen, God created you on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, and it's look like Jesus. It's to be conformed to the image of his son. This is an amazing high calling, amen? Okay, so what I wanna do today, I wanna help kind of put a little more meat on the bone and help us, okay, my life is hidden with Christ and God. What does that look like? What do I do? How do I, how do I, how does that become practical to me, okay? So I'm gonna give a couple, um, kind of hone on this a little bit more. We're gonna uh, pick up again in uh, Colossians chapter three, verse five. This time we're just gonna pick up in the NIV. <clears throat> okay, so what was just said is our life is hidden with Christ and God. Verse five, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. But now, everyone say, but now. <laughs> you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Verse nine, do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self with its practices. Verse 10, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Okay, the new self is being renewed in, in two ways, in knowledge and the image of its creator, okay? What you, what you, um, you become what you behold, okay? In the image of creator. There's two things I wanna highlight and, and, um, about this verse. He says, You're being, we're being renewed in knowledge and in the image of our creator. I'll, I'll say it like this. Where do we get knowledge from? Biblical knowledge. Thank you, someone said it. Word of God. We're being renewed in knowledge, so we need this. This is important. This is important to the Christian life, okay? And in the image 
of our creator. That is because God is spirit. How do we connect to God? We connect to God spirit to spirit, right? Your spirit is woven together with Christ and God. So we're being renewed by the word of God, right? And we're being renewed by the spirit of God. Okay, it's this intersection that I want to talk about today and really drive home. And in fact, Pastor Bill said this in our freedom class um, just this last week. It's, this, it's an amazing truth. It's the intersection between the word of God and the spirit of God where true transformation takes place. And this is where you'll find the real you. The, your real self is where the word of God and the spirit of God intersect. Okay, that, where that convergence happens is where Christ will be revealed and the real you will also be revealed. All your insecurities will fall off, right? Okay, here's the illustration. We got Spirit Street and Word Street, okay? Now, where these intersect, there's a restaurant on the corner. I want you to go eat there, okay? It's, it's really good, right? You can feast on all the heavenly realities at that restaurant. It's one of my favorite places, okay? <clears throat> Listen, this is a huge part of putting Christ on so that you can run your race with perseverance and diligence, amen? This is a huge part of that, that intersects, okay? Now, the, this, is a, this is a problem that we see sometimes. We have, sometimes we have our uh, only word people. They just kinda only read the Bible, but they don't interact with the Spirit of God, they don't have the Holy Spirit. Okay, these people, they dry up, okay? The people who are only spirit people but don't read the word, don't have the word in them, these people blow up. So you got dry up, then it's just spirit people with no word, those people blow up. But how many know if you get the spirit and the word, you grow up? Come on, someone knew it over there, right? You get the spirit and the word, you will grow up into Christ, okay? The only word people, you know these people, they're angry, they're boring. And their highest, their highest value is to be correct and to be right. They want to win the argument. That's their highest value, okay? Then you know the spirit people. You got the spirit people, only spirit people. These people are weird, okay? <laughs> Y'all are weird. They're flaky. They're drifters, right? They're noncommittal, right? Anyone know someone like that, okay? I know, I know the dry word people. I know the flaky, only spirit people, okay? But we want to be people who grow up into maturity in Christ in every way. We need both. We need to grow up in Christ. These people who have the word and the spirit, they're mature, they're steady, they're full of love, they're full of power. Okay? They know when to speak. They know when to restrain. They know when to be right and not be right. Right? They know when to say, that's a sin, and when to say, God loves you. Right? Like how many know? Like when you're approaching someone... Maybe they're into some stuff that's a sin. Well, the, right, the people are always right. They want to like point that out. Well, the Bible says this is a sin. Okay. Well, sometimes that's right. Some people are convicted by that. Other times people just need to know God loves them because they're both true, right? If you have the Holy Spirit and you have the word, then you know the difference, okay? These people are full of love. They're full of power. They're mature. They're steady. And by the way, if you don't have the word or the spirit, you shrivel up, okay? Shrivel up without the word or the spirit. Only word, dry up. Only spirit, blow up. Both, you're gonna grow up. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give, to, to just kind of drive this point home, I'm gonna give just a couple of scriptures. And uh, wow, we're doing really good here in time. Okay. Um, 2 Corinthians, I'm just gonna, 2 Corinthians 7, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 18. We're gonna read this. Now, the Apostle Paul here, 
he is comparing, he's comparing the old and the new covenants in this scripture, okay? The old, the old Testament, the old covenant, and the new covenant, what Jesus did for us, okay? So the old covenant is the law, the Ten Commandments, all the, all the other subsequent commandments. That's the Old Testament, Old Covenant. New Testament, Jesus came who fulfilled all this, okay? So Paul's comparing these two covenants, and this is powerful. He says this, Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, so that's the Ten Commandments, it was engraved on letters of stone. Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved on letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not steadily look at the face of Moses because of its glory, Transi uh, transitory though it was. Okay, so I'll, I'll pause real quick. When Moses was hanging out with God, he went into a tent, and then when he came out, his face was glowing. And so people were freaked out by it, so he put a veil over his face, okay? So that's what was happening there. Okay, <clears throat> will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? Now, if the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? Come on. For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison, comparison with surpassing glory. Okay? I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example like this. Um, it's, like, it's like, say you lived your whole life and you'd never seen the sun before, but you had the moon. You would think the moon was pretty awesome. You'd be like, the moon's coming out. Woo, we get to do things again, you know? You would think it's pretty awesome. But then if one day I went ahead and showed you what the sun was like, you'd be like, this, the moon doesn't even compare to this, right? Listen, the old covenant is a shadow and a type of Jesus. It points to Jesus, and it's good, and you should read that too. But the new covenant is the fulfillment of the old, and it actually shines light on the old covenant, okay? That's what, it's like they're not even worthy to be compared, these two covenants, okay? Verse 11, and if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull to this very day. The same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses read, a veil covers their hearts. Okay, so you can have the word right? You can have the Bible with a veil over your eyes and not see Jesus in it, okay? And this is, this is actually the current state of probably most Jewish people. There are Messianic Jews but, who believe in Christ, but most Jewish people, they read the scripture, they don't see Jesus in it, okay? There's a veil over their eyes, over their heart. And I've had people ask me this a lot, like, why don't they believe, you know? Um, it's so plain. It's so, like, I see Jesus everywhere, you know? The fulfillment, Jesus it was prophesied of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He, and he um, is the perfect picture of all these things that are spelled out in the Old Covenant. To me, it seems so plain and so obvious that Jesus is the guy, right? He is the Messiah that was spoken about, but they don't see it because there's a veil over their hearts. But watch this, verse 16. But, when it, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and watch this, and we all with unveiled faces contemplate, or other translations say reflect, right? We all with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is spirit, okay? 
Now, when we hang out in the Bible, when we read this, the veil is taken away, we see Jesus. We should see Jesus. If you take the Holy Spirit with you, Jesus is going to be revealed all over this book. And as you look to Jesus, what you behold is what you're going to become, okay? Two things in this, in this uh, uh, portion of scripture I want to highlight. He's talking about the word of God. The, the Jewish people have the word of God. And many people can pick the, you know, the Gideons leave Bibles in all the hotel rooms. And many people will pick up that Bible and there's, there's a veil. There's something covering their hearts, covering their minds that they don't see truth. And it's not, it hasn't come alive to them, Right? And then he says, but when the spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and the veil is taken away and you can see Jesus for who he is. And when you read scripture, it comes alive and it jumps off the page, right? This is that intersect I'm talking about where we grow up into Jesus, right? So when you read your Bible, which is a great discipline to have, you should read it, read it every day, read the old covenant, read the new covenant, but take the Holy Spirit with you. He'll reveal, the, reveal this to you. You'll see Jesus for who he is. And then when you see Jesus, you will become what you behold, because your life is hidden with Christ and God. Amen? You'll find the true you. You'll find the real you. Amen? This, doesn't be, this, this starts to fall away. This starts to fall off of you. And all of a sudden, this starts to become you. The you that's supposed to run fast and run your race with perseverance and diligence in your life. Fully equipped for everything God has for you. Okay? <clears throat> so it's that intersect. The word and the spirit. This is how we begin to put Christ on. Okay, Beth, I apologize for this. I said I wasn't going to do this section, but I am, because we have time, okay? So if you're still ready, and if not, that's okay. Um, I'm going to give you one more scripture. We'll talk about this, and then we'll, we'll get into some conclusion here. I'll, I'll show it to you one other place. John 7, uh, 15, verses 7 through 8. Thank you. <clears throat> Jesus said this, If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, Ask whatever, uh, whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Okay, there's something about remaining in Jesus and his words remaining in you. So remaining in, how do we remain in Jesus? We, spirit to spirit, right? Those who worship the Lord must worship in spirit and in truth, right? The word and the spirit. Okay, this word remain, this is interesting to me. Uh, Strong's 3306, it's this. To stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. Okay, that's a good, to me, that's a good definition of walking in the spirit. Staying in a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remain, I'm gonna abide with Christ. I'm gonna remain in Jesus. I'm gonna remain in a state of relationship. I'm gonna remain in a state of expectancy. How many people approach God and they're in a place of expectancy? I think this is why so many people, they don't have answered prayers because they don't expect anything to be answered, okay? But he says this, if my words remain in you, right, and they, be, and they, are, um, they come alive because of the Spirit of God is causing them to come alive, and if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you actually have authority to ask what you wish and the Father will do it for you. This is the, actually the person that God can trust too because you know the Word of God. You know the things you should pray for. And the Bible says sometimes we, we pray and we don't receive because we ask um, for things that we shouldn't be asking for. We ask amiss is what it says, okay? So, um, remain in me and my words remain in you. And watch this, verse eight. It is to, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Listen, God wants your prayers to be answered because when you do that, it, it's to the Father's glory and you are showing yourself to be his disciple when you walk in authority and your prayers are actually answered. How does that happen? It happens by remaining in him, 
by staying in a place of expectancy, relationship, and proximity, and letting his words remain in your heart as well. Okay, it's so good. It's so good. So if you want more answered prayers in your life, this is the, this is the ticket right here, okay? So again, it's the intersect of the word and the spirit that we need to have in our lives, okay? This is where you'll find Christ, and where you find Christ, you're gonna find yourself because your life is hidden with Christ in God, all right? Okay, so we were created to put Christ on. We were created to run fast and far. We were not created to be held back. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He wants you to be free. He doesn't want you to be held down, burdened. He's not about control, despite what you might think. He's not, about, he's not a killjoy. He actually wants you to be alive, fully alive, fully engaged with him. It's the best thing in the world. And so um, I want to play a video to kind of um, um, illustrate uh, uh, putting Christ on and running your race far, okay? Remember, we want to be mature, steady, full of power, full of love, right? Where that intersect happens between the word and the spirit. And so I'm going to play a video of, um, it's actually people who are, they're running a race. They're running a, a trail race. And it's, it's about two minutes long, so don't worry, it's not too long. But I want you to kind of envision yourselves as putting Christ on, putting the, being equipped for every good work that God has for you. And, um, and then we'll, we'll close up. So go ahead and roll that. That's the picture of what it looks like to be fully equipped for every good work. I don't know if you noticed this in that video. They said that was the bad weather route. What does the good weather route look like? It's like they're scaling like the side of mountains. Like, thank God it was a bad weather day. So why don't you guys stand to your feet? I'm going to put this on. Put this on as I, as I pray for you.
really want to go hiking. <laughs> By the way, this is the ultra vest that I wore during the Kurt Climbs fundraiser. So let's give this uh, vest a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you, vest, for doing your job, keeping me alive. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close with a scripture here. And then you can close the service. All right, Hebrews chapter 12, it says this. Therefore, and the previous chapter talked all about the people who've gone before us, the cloud of witnesses, uh, the saints that are in heaven. So therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Amen. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us, and we hope you have a blessed week.